0: Hello, this is Matt, and this is a brand new podcast. You may have heard me before in the past with my wife and on our podcast, Meet the Maliks. Ellie's not with me today. Um, actually, we are taking a break from doing Meet the Maliks for just a a season. We may be back sooner than we thought. We were talking about it this morning, and so we're not exactly sure how long we're going to be taking a break. But for the time being, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to. Uh, and let's not kid ourselves that the Lord, but also I kind of wanted to keep on doing a podcast, and so I figured I would do try it out and see what it's like to do it solo. Listen, I would like a little feedback at the end of this episode if you listen to it, and if you have listened to the Meet the Maliks, if you prefer to hear prefer to hear my wife's beautiful voice on the air with me, let me know, and we will make the change back. We will work hard at at meeting at being able to do a podcast together. And uh, we will do that in the, in the near future. Today's podcast, I, uh, I was praying about it, and it really felt like I was, um, I'm leaning towards telling you guys about a story, about my life, about what's been going on with me over the last, uh, last few months. I've been a youth pastor here at our church for a little over 11 years. I came here the year that the Colts won their first Super Bowl and I've had a blast here and, and, and nothing's changing as far as my job or what's going on. But while I was here, while I've been here, God has been doing a lot of things through my life. He's been doing a lot of growing in my life. He's been showing me things every week about how I need to change, how I need to work on certain aspects of my life. And, and I'm sure most of you are, are along those lines with me as well that we always, I feel like we need to keep, be working on ourselves constantly, especially when it comes to spiritual things. I know physically I have changed traumatically. I know when I moved here, I was close to 300 pounds. Now I weigh uh, around 215 pounds. I've put ta- I lost a lot of weight about eight years ago. I've kept that weight off. It's, it's been a struggle. I love food and I don't like hurting. But I have been disciplined to keep on working out, and another area of my life that God has been challenging me on and growing and, and being disciplined in is in my quiet private time with Him. Um, I'm a person that likes to be doing things. I like to be doing stuff. I like to be active. I like to. I like. I. I always need to be fidgeting with something. Um, I have games on my phone that if I'm extremely bored. I might find myself gravitating to those games on my phone or on my iPad. And over the last few weeks, um, about a month ago, my wife introduced me to a book that she had already gone through. And if you listen to our podcast on Meet the Alex, you've heard her talk about this book called Finding Father. It's called Finding Father, A Journey into the, the Loving Arms of Daddy God. And for some reason, when I heard about this book, and I think a lot of guys might be in the same boat as me when you hear about a book called Finding Father, a journeying into loving arms of Daddy God. You're like, oh, that's so girly. You think that that's such a girly book. And so I didn't read it the first time Ellie went through it. I, I listened to it. I thought it was great. I, I thought she was, it was helping her out, and I thought, thank you, God, for giving her something for her. Well, um, about, a month, about a month ago, um, my wife and I, we were talking, it was a little over a month ago, we were talking and we were doing a small group at our church. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to help you out with this small group. I'm going to be in your small group because it's not just for women. I feel like there's some men that might need this. And so she said, all right, cool, that's awesome. And so I, it was Matt and Ellie's small group at our church. <clears throat> and so as I started reading the book, reading the first chapter, I, I, I got to the... You know, you have the, if you've seen a devotional before, you there's the devotional, then there's the practical steps afterwards. And usually, when I see a devotional, I don't do the practical steps. I'm just being honest with you. I don't. I just want to read the words. I want to read the scriptures, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Well, this one I felt challenged. I was so dry, guys. I was so dry spiritually. I was borderline depressed as well. I was, I was not in a good place spiritually. I was. I I feel like people at church and people in the public they would when they see me they would see this one person but then at home there'd be another person I wasn't an angry man I wasn't mean but it was to the point that my kids wouldn't even come ask me to, for help with things after a certain hour cuz they they were just that afraid that dad daddy was grumpy and would say no and not want to help and so they'd always go to Ellie LA and Ellie be like "Matt can't you help?" and and so it was my fault because I was so dry spiritually I was letting it bleed over into my family life. And so when I started reading this book, I, I got to the end and I thought, do you know what? I am hungry. I need a change in my life. And so I get to the end and it says, spend 40 minutes or 30 minutes or 20 minutes. I don't remember exactly. I, I can look it up and tell you next time. But it says, spend so many minutes soaking in the presence of God. It said to turn off all, um, like turn off everything. Turn off your phone, your iPad, your computer, and get before God with a music CD and a pillow, and just lay there and listen for His voice for 20 minutes. Let me tell you, that first 20 minutes, okay, the first 10 minutes was excruciating. I just lay there, I'm thinking I could be doing this, I could be doing that, and I feel like, like I feel like God finally said, Matt, just be quiet. Quiet your heart, quiet your spirit, quiet your soul. And I, as I did, all of a sudden I felt the presence of God just enter into that room and start speaking to me and start showing me things. And listen, some of you are like, well, that's, this sounds kind of like um, some Far Eastern religion meditation, man. Well, let me tell you, it's not. It's not at all. Because the reason why I know it's God is because the things that He says to me, I can find in the Word of God. He's quoting scriptures to me over this time, but he's, he's speaking them over my life. He's speaking life into me. And he's also forcing me to deal with hurts in my life that I have refused to deal with over many years. And over the last four weeks, God has taken me to this incredible place where now I refuse to go a day without spending at least 40 minutes just laying in his presence where I get, I'm trying to get to the point, the point where I just say, God, Father God, and he shows up and he speaks to me. Well, I talked about this this last Sunday. And as I was going into the sermon, I was, service, I was, pastor asked me to preach, oh, about two months ago for this last Sunday. And as I was going into it, I was, you know, at first I had some scriptures. I was, I had a direction I was going to go about two weeks ago. And, and I felt like God, he's like, no, don't go that direction. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I won't go that direction. And so I, I start praying and, and, and I start writing and I feel so frustrated because every time I started writing something, I felt like, no, this is, I'm just, I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm fighting it. And, and this, God's not in this. This is my flesh. God's not in this. And so I prayed some more and I felt like he said, all right, here's a verse. And the verse that he gave me was, let me read this to you. It's really cool. The verse he gave me, the first verse, was John, um, actually it was Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And I felt like I was supposed to share this the week before at church, but we had a special guest speaker that week, and pastor wanted to open the sermon, or open the service, because he wasn't preaching, and, and you know, I was fine with that. I, I felt like the Lord's like, no, let him do that. You know, obviously, I have no choice. He's the pastor. Um, but, and he's not, listen, Pastor Mike If he would have known, if I would have given him pushback and said, no, I feel like God's giving me this, he would have let me share. But I didn't let him know that. I just sort of went with the flow. But what God was showing me is that this was a verse for the next week, all right? So Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that was the first verse he gave me. He he showed me that that we have people in our church that are just worn out, that they're weary. And I don't think it's just people in our church. I believe if you're listening to this podcast, I think you're worn out. I think you're tired. I think we all are. I was. I I I put. I try to put this show out that I wasn't, but I was worn out. I was running on fumes. I was running on empty. And and, and God, he it took him to to basically speak to me on a way home from a youth trip while everybody was asleep in the back of the van. I was listening to a message that I just happened to download on my iTunes account from my wife's side that she bought. I was listening to it and God, he's like, I love you. Take some time with me this week. And so I fasted TV. I fasted media for a week. And during that week, I spent a lot of time with God. And that's when all this journey started was that week of fasting, just media. And he gave me this verse, come to me all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. I think the reason why we're so weary and we're so burdened is because we are trying to do things on our own power. I believe as Christians in in America, we try to do things on our own power all the time. We're trying to make things happen. But God, he's saying don't. You don't have to earn my love. You don't have to earn my favor. You don't have to earn my grace. You don't have to earn anything because it's yours because you're my son. You're my daughter. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart. He, He's going to take most of the load. He wants to do most of the work. We just have to walk beside him. The second verse he gave me was in uh, John 15. I read verses 1 through 8 to our church, but the main one that I felt like he gave me was verse 4, and it says this, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Listen. Listen. I feel like this journey that God's taken me on and is taking me on, and I'm excited to see where He takes me on in the next few years and on through the rest of my life, is that when I do things on my own, I'm not abiding in Him, and I'm trying to make fruit appear in my life. I'm trying to see the results of my own work. But He's saying, no, you can't do that. You need to abide in me, because if you abide in me, you're going to have fruit. There's no, you have no choice to have fruit when you abide in me. Where this teaching differs from the grace teaching where you can, you can, because of grace, you can sin as much as you want. What this teaching differs is that when we abide in God, we're not going to sin because that's not fruit of Jesus. We're not going to be like Jesus. When we're in the vine, we're going to be like the root system. We're going to be like the, when we're branches in the vine, we're going to be like the vine. The vine is Jesus. The more we abide in him, the more like him we're going to be. And the more we're like him we're going to be, the more of the fruit of the Spirit we're going to see in our lives. And we're going to have no choice but to change the more we abide in him. So today I want to uh, close with this. There was a song that he also gave me for this last Sunday. And let me tell you, it was probably one of the most amazing services I've ever been a part of. And listen, I was at the Brownsville Revival. I was at a lot of those services where the Holy Spirit moved and people were weeping and, and wailing and crying out to God and the presence of God was so tangible in those in the, that room. I was at the Brownsville Revival School of Ministry where God would come and just invade whole classes and we would just be going after God, crying out to Him. The Holy Spirit would just fall in such a tangible way. But last night or yesterday morning at our church service on Sunday on um. Sunday on March 18th, I was there as I, as I sensed the Holy Spirit was in that room in such a strong way. And he led the message. He led, he was the one that was preaching. I wasn't. And people were, who are normally cold, who are normally distant, they were, tears were in their eyes. And I saw people be set free and have the beginning of being set free and starting to understand that it's not about striving. It's not about trying. It's about resting and abiding in God. I was there. But the song he gave me was a, was a very simple song. And it's a song we all know if you grew up in the church at all. And even if you didn't, you probably know this song. This is a song called Jesus Loves Me. It goes something like this. I'm not going to sing it, but it says, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, for they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. As I was getting ready to share, and I was, and God gave me that song, I I quoted that song to our church, and I said, Listen, we know these songs, we know the scriptures. But we don't believe them. We don't believe that Jesus loves us. We don't believe that God wants the best for us. We don't believe it. We feel like we need to earn it. But we can't earn it because it's already been paid for. So listen today, I want to challenge you. Find some time to to spend with God. Find some quiet time and just get alone with Him. Love on Him. Let Him love on you. If you have past hurts and things that need to be healed and need to be let go of, let him go. That's what that verse in, 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 that, that, about the vine and the branches in John chapter 15, it talks about how there's going to be some branches that are going to need to be cut off. Listen, there's things in our life that will need to be cut off. But when he cuts them off, a fresh branch, a new branch will grow back in its place and will be a stronger plant for God in the long run. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I love you very much. Let me pray for you and we'll let you, and I'll let you go. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for allowing me to have this time with these that are, that are listening today. I pray you'll help them to learn how to rest in you how to abide in you, how to trust in you, how to lean on you and not on their own understanding. Help, them, help us, Lord, to grow as Christians, Lord God, just by abiding in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.